You're listening to a Sharesies podcast. It is the 29th of October. Welcome to Recap, made for you by Sharesies. Sharesies is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create the most financially empowered generation. But before we get into it, here's the financial disclaimer. Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with. Any information we provide is general only and current at the time. If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider. Oh yes, this week we've seen a lot of big US-based companies releasing their quarterly earnings. So we thought for Casual Friday we'd focus on some of the big tech companies that drop results today. Hence this uh, public domain and royalty-free version of the Stars and Stripes Forever. Both thematically and fiscally appropriate. Nice work, Jose. Thank you. Uh, and to help us out, we thought we'd invite back our old friend John. Welcome. Hey, Alice. Hey, Jose. Hi, Great John. to be back. I um, I thought that the song we're going to be playing, though, was Miley Cyrus's Party in the USA. <laughs> well, uh, hence why I mentioned public domain and royalty-free. <laughs> I think we'd have to pay Miley quite a bit for that. It's lovely to have you back, John. It's great Always to be good. back. I'm back in the office now, back with a proper mic, feeling good, ready to go. <laughs> it's great. It's great to have you here. But uh, where are we going for our first stop on our stateside tour, John? So first stop is Amazon, which announced its earnings results for the third quarter of 2021. The results were highlighted by the big tech giant missing analyst expectations in both revenue and earnings per share. Okay, so let's unpack the numbers for this latest quarter. Yep, so starting with revenue for the quarter, Amazon hit 110.8 billion US dollars, representing an increase of 15% from quarter three 2020. However, this did not tick the box for analysts who are expecting revenue to hit $111.6 billion. The growth rate compared to 2020 was also down from 37% as Amazon starts to deal with decelerating sales growth as customers go back to physical stores and the company faces supply chain challenges. You mentioned earlier that Amazon didn't stack up to analyst expectations for earnings too. Let's hear those numbers. Correct. So Amazon's earnings for the quarter checked in at $3.2 billion or $6.12 per share, down from analyst expectations of $8.92 per share. Comparing the earnings to those in 2020, earnings were at $12.37 per share, representing the biggest year-over-year decline since the second quarter of 2017. As mentioned earlier, supply chain issues hurt Amazon, and it also factored into Amazon's increased cost of sales, which increased to $63 billion from $57 billion, while cost to fulfill and ship orders also increased to $19 billion from $14 billion. Okay, now that we're heading into the US holiday season uh, with Thanksgiving, Christmas, among other holidays just around the corner, does Amazon think that they'll see an uptick uptick in sales for the last quarter of their year? Yep, so Amazon gave guidance on where they expect their key financial measures to hit in the last quarter of 2021. 
revenue is forecasted at between 130 billion and 140 billion, representing growth between 4 and 12% on last year. However, this guidance is down on what analysts are predicting for the silly season, with growth expected at 13.2%. Were there any comments from the CEO? Yep, Amazon CEO Andy Jasser commented on the outlook for the fourth quarter, saying that the company has taken steps to shore up its supply chain amid the global challenges by adding new shipping ports and boosting its fleet of planes and trucks. However, he did add that it'll be expensive for Amazon in the short term, but it's the right prioritization for Amazon customers and partners. Alrighty, over to you, Alice. What's your big tech story of the week? Well, like you, I'm coming in hot with some earnings results, this time from Apple. Now, these came out as markets closed on Thursday in the US, so just this morning, New Zealand time. So what happened with the results? Yeah, so these were Apple's latest quarterly results and Apple has experienced a lot of growth over the past year or so due to people needing technology while people stay at home all around the world with COVID restrictions. But to put it frankly, these latest results missed analyst expectations. All right, well, do you want to take us through what happened then? Yeah, so Apple's revenue for the quarter came in at 83.4 billion American dollars. That's up 29% from a year ago, but it was lower than what analysts were expecting, which was 84.9 billion. Now that growth, um, that 29% growth has come from all segments of the company. Um, All product categories saw their revenue grow year over year. Uh, What do you mean by product product categories? So that's referring to like iPhone, Mac, iPad, Apple services and other products. Those are the segments that um, Apple reports financials on. Now, the big one for revenue growth was Apple's iPhone division, which increased 47% year on year to $38.9 billion. Although that was a bit lower than the $41.5 billion estimated. Now, Apple services revenue, uh, that includes the likes of Apple TV subscriptions, Apple Music, iCloud storage, and Apple Care. Uh, that was all, also a key contributor to that growth. That grew 26% to $18.3 billion. And you've talked a lot before on Recap about the global supply chain issues. I, I almost feel like it deserves its own little jingle on Recap now. We mention it that much. <laughs> yeah. you know? I mean, it's but, been the story of the year, almost, yeah, one of the huge stories of the year. It's been, yeah, it's all over exactly. the show, you're right. And in particular as well, the global computer chip shortage. And I'm curious, did these impact Apple? Yeah, they sure did. In fact, Apple's CEO Tim Cook said that the quarter had larger than expected supply chain constraints, as well as disruptions to manufacturing in Southeast Asia due to the pandemic. Now, Cook said that the supply chain issues cost Apple about $6 billion during the quarter. So what are they doing about this? Well, Cook said that the Southeast Asian facilities have seen significant improvements, but that that chip shortage that you talked about uh, is persisting and is now affecting most of Apple's products. So Cook said that the company is doing everything they can to get more chips, and operationally as well, they're they're doing everything they can to make sure they're moving as fast as possible. But one consequence that he highlighted is that Apple now expects its iPad sales to actually decline year on year in the next quarter due to those supply constraints. Going back to the numbers from today, how did Apple's earnings go for the quarter? 
Yeah, those came in line with analyst expectations at $1.24 per share. And what about the quarter ahead? Did Apple provide any guidance for that at all? No, Apple didn't provide any official guidance for the December quarter. They haven't actually given official guidance uh, since the start of the pandemic. But uh, CEO Tim Cook did say that the company expects, quote, solid year-on-year revenue growth, unquote, unquote, for the December quarter and said that he expects uh, the December quarter to actually be the largest in, in history of the company in terms of revenue. But he did warn that Apple will continue to face those supply constraints. Uh, in fact, in the next quarter, he expects them to be worse uh, than what they experienced this quarter. Mm, thanks very much, Alice. And I've worked out what would be the supply chain um, jingle. Love it. Perfect, right? Whoa, we're floating in space? Uh Who made this place? It's (laughs) awesome. Right? It's from a crater I met in LA. Uh, This place is amazing. (laughs) Boz, is that you? Of course it's me. You know I had to be the robot, man. I thought I was supposed to be the robot. (laughs) Whoa. What on earth was that, Jose? Okay, so that was a clip from a video shown at Facebook's annual virtual reality conference, which was held early this morning, uh, New Zealand time. And so in the video, it basically shows Mark Zuckerberg entering a CGI virtual world to play uh, what amounts to online poker with some friends, one of whom is depicted as a kind of weird floaty ghost thing. The other one uh, is depicted as a robot. And they ironically make reference to the widely made uh, online joke that Mark Zuckerberg is actually a robot and not a real boy. But all of all the things I expected to see that was this week, that was not one of them. You and me both, Jose. But why are we talking about Facebook? Uh, so at the conference, Zuckerberg announced some interesting news about the future of the company. He announced that uh, the company was changing its name to Meta. Now, this is a change in name of the corporate entity that owns Facebook. Facebook will remain as it is, as will WhatsApp and Instagram, which are also owned by Meta as it's now known. So I'm assuming that Meta refers to the Metaverse, which is something that we've talked about before on Recap, right? Yeah, spot on. So this is part of what's been presented as Zuckerberg's vision and plan for the future of the company. Earlier this year, he talked about expanding and growing past the company's identity as a social media brand. And crucial to that, as far as he puts it, is the concept of the Metaverse. Sounds trippy. So what on earth is a metaverse? Yeah, uh, this is an idea that's been floating around for a while. It was a term that was first coined in science fiction by author Neil uh, Neil Stevenson in the early 90s. So it's basically uh, an idea or a conception of a future version of the internet where people interact with each other in virtual reality. So think of The Matrix or even Ready Player One if you've seen those movies for a reference point. And that video, the audio from which I played uh, a bit before, was a kind of concept version of the metaverse where you can look like anything you want and interact in any way you can imagine with other people. Although amusingly in that video, Zuckerberg just looks exactly the same. And accordingly, Facebook or Meta as as they are now, uh, they've been putting a lot of money into this space, like the augmented reality and virtual reality, right? Yeah, and they've put 10 billion uh, American dollars towards the metaverse alone for 2021. And we covered just recently how uh, Meta's VR segment has grown so much 
it'll now report its financials separately. Was there anything else from the announcement we should know about? Yeah, Zuckerberg alluded to the issues the company has been having lately around misinformation on Facebook and accusations that the company hasn't done enough to mitigate the effects its, it, its platforms have on mental health. Now, he said, and this is a direct quote, we live for what we're building and while we make mistakes, we keep learning and building and moving forward, end quote. And so when can we plug into the metaverse as such? Uh, not for some time. We've got at least five to ten years before we see that sci-fi version of the metaverse start to develop. Uh, but in the meantime, Facebook officially starts trading as meta on the 1st of December under a new ticker, MVRS. Uh, thank you so much for listening. That was Recap for the 29th of October. And we'd really love it if you gave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We will be back next week. Have a great weekend. Matewa. See ya. See you then.